has rock pushed on into unexplored territory. Within miles generally, there's always the feeling that one has to innovate and reevaluate and move on. Welcome to this episode of the Insurance Lab. Insurance Lab is brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Consistently ranked as one of the nation's largest independent insurance brokerage firms, Heffernan Insurance Brokers has nationwide presence offering comprehensive business insurance, personal insurance, employee benefits, and financial service products to a wide range of businesses and individuals. Heffernan Insurance Brokers, because you're different. Hello and welcome to the inaugural podcast of the Insurance Lab. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Stern. Uh, with me today is Dan Navares, uh, a senior claims consultant with Heffernan. Dan, somebody that I've worked with very closely for a number of years, and we did not think that we would start a podcast in the middle of a pandemic. Dan, how are you I doing I did not today? think... Uh, well, I, you're right. I didn't think I was going to be in a bunker when we first did this. So, yeah, I'm I'm here at home. Uh, you know, we've got technology to make this happen. We've been planning on... Uh, doing a podcast for a while now, and we're we're in the situation. Let's go ahead and make it all about COVID nineteen and get things started. Yeah, let's do this, uh, Dan. If you have any kids in the background uh, slamming uh, doors or anything, it's totally excusable. I know how that works. Yeah, the three and four year old little boys are not really uh, the best coworkers, but you know what? We're getting through it day by day. My wife's teaching them all about bobcats and wind today. That is on the schedule. So uh, we're we're doing our best at homeschooling the best we can. Well, let's teach them a little bit about the workers' compensation claims. Um, cool. If any, if any, let's say a company that's up and running right now, if any employee gets COVID nineteen, is that a compensable workers' compensation claim? Yeah, that's a great question, and honestly, it's a it's a maybe answer. It's a maybe, maybe not. It really depends how they got the uh, COVID, and as more and more cases happen. Um, you know, more people are going to be exposed outside of work, outside of uh, the typical uh, opportunities that they're doing um, what, during their employment. Uh, some industries, of course, food, service, that type of thing, a lot of, a lot of uh, public-facing jobs that are still out and about, still working, they will be compensable because it's going to be uh, something that they're exposed to through the course of their employment. You're right. So you're, you're talking, you know, delivery people, maybe people working a cash register at a retail location that's still open versus somebody working, you know, in an office building, not interacting with the with general public. Exactly. The general public, uh, you know, is um, really something those services industries and those, um, you know, food delivery is a perfect one. Everybody's getting their food delivered these days. But those those drivers, they don't know what they're getting themselves into when they go into a into a home or into any a business or anything like that. So they're going to their exposure levels are probably going to be a lot higher, I would assume, than, you know, you and I just, uh, you know, sheltering in place in an office or, or in our, our home. Right. Have you have Dan, do you have a dog at home? I, I do. You want to hear something that's, that's crazy that's happened the last couple of weeks? The dog yeah. knows the UPS delivery van and starts barking <laughs> because so many delivery trucks have been going by my house that uh, he's been Pavlovian trained to bark at the sound ben, of the truck. I, well, Ben, you know, I don't have a dog, but I've got a four-year-old who is obsessed with UPS, FedEx, 
and the mail truck. He's got a, he's got him on a schedule. He thinks all the packages are for us. And unfortunately, it's, it's, it's our fault because we've actually bought a lot of toys. We've bought a lot of activities, a lot of coloring books, and we've had them ship here. So we've got a lot of uh, UPS guys coming in, and uh, the four-year-old expects every day. He's like, "What are we getting? What are we getting? What are we getting today? What are we getting delivered? Are there any packages?" So <laughs> I'm in the same situation. Well, let's here. Let's let's use this as an example then. So you know, let's say that it's a delivery service, and they have a really robust return-to-work program, uh, and they also have some employees that are currently working modified duty. What would yeah. happen to that company? And their potential claims if they shut their doors due to, this, due to the shelter-in-place mandate. Yeah, that's a good question too. And uh, you know, there seems to be varying opinions on that. Some defense law firms have sent out legal opinions, basically answering the question: What happens to those mod duty workers? You know, if the entire business shuts down, do they get temporary disability benefits? Some people say yes. Some people say no. Bottom line: A lot of carriers are making the decision to pay. Uh, temporary disability benefits in full to those mod duty workers uh, because they're doing it as a cost savings uh, to them themselves. They figure what's going to happen in California with the applicant-friendly workers' compensation appeals boards that the judges are just going to go ahead and order those mod duty workers to be paid. And so the, the carriers who are deciding to pay them now are just beating the judges to the punch. And it's really a carrier-by-carrier carrier decision. So depending upon who your client is uh, aligned with for this current policy year and their mod duty workers, that's going to be the determining factor, at least up until now, until something completely different, uh, you know, a mandate comes down. But at this point, it's case-by-case, carrier-by-carrier. If some of those companies are still open, Dan, and you know if the, any of the any of the companies are worried about you know employees entering the workplace with symptoms can 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 those employers check those employees for symptoms without violating HIPAA? Yeah, well, this goes back to the new normal ben the the, the old normal was no, it was definitely a HIPAA violation, definitely something that you could not do. you couldn't make entry into your facility, your warehouse, your factory contingent on on a uh on a on a temperature check and obvious for obvious reasons but you know what we're in the new normal covid-19 has taken precedence and the um the new rules are that you actually can do that in fact um the equal op- equal employment opportunity commission um set out a uh, a recently like a, a fact sheet and it has that exact uh, hypothetical right there in black and white can you uh, you know, give a temperature uh, check to employees before you let them in. And you actually can now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, never before could you do something like that. But uh, now in this day and age with uh, COVID really taking precedence, old old style HIPAA laws have, you know, somewhat been thrown out the door. So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting environment. This is obviously going to be a temporary situation. Um, it's not going to be, you know, uh, something that from now on we can always uh, employees, uh, employers can always check their temperature, but um, it's something that right now during a pandemic, the EEOC has said you absolutely can do and should probably. That's interesting. I'm guessing that if if anybody listening wants to go to the EEOC's website, um, there's probably a, a, a fact, you know, regarding pandemics and flu and more instructions, correct? Yeah, it's uh, we'll link it to the the social media on this podcast, but it's uh, you know www. 
eeoc.gov, and there's a, a fax on pandemics and flu, a fax sheet on pandemics and flu, and it goes through that, what to do prior, what to do currently during the pandemic. So it's a really, really helpful website for our employers. Dan, you know, in my experience with, you know, typical experience under typical circumstances, whenever you have uh, layoffs or furloughs, generally you see an uptick in workers' compensation claims. Yeah, is that something that you, the, your team's thinking about right now? It is. It is. And it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's too bad because it, it, that's the last thing you want is, a, is an uptick in uh, post-term claims, things that are not necessarily all that legitimate. But as you said, you know, you and I have, have been doing this for a while and we've been doing it a while together. Clients we have, and you know who I'm talking about, you know, they've, they've had layoffs and for other reasons. And, you know, nine times out of 10, you, you get that influx of, um, you know, uh, post-term claims that range from totally legitimate to completely illegitimate. And it's just something that you got to keep in mind. Um, you know, it, I think it'll all depend in this scenario, how long these closures uh, really take into uh, effect and how long their, their, their employers remain closed. Uh, maybe it won't be that bad, but it's definitely something we want our clients to be aware of, just cognizant, something you know, in the back of their mind, hey, let's prepare for something down the road. Dan, I'm going to put you on the, on the spot right now. You ready? You got it. You got it. Okay, here it is, right? What's the better movie, Contagion or Outbreak? See, I got to go with Outbreak because of the scene in the movie theater when they're all coughing and everybody in the movie theater gets it. That has stuck with me for going on, what now, 25 years? Uh, Contagion's really probably the better movie, uh, probably better, more, uh, better well done. But uh, I think that one scene in... Um, in uh, uh, what what's it called? <laughs> outbreak, uh, outbreak. In outbreak. Okay. Outbreak. Yeah, that one. That one scene in outbreak. I think with the movie theater uh, gets me every time. Outbreak has multiple Academy Award winners. I'm just taking a look at it. There's at least five: uh, Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, Donald Sutherland, Cuba Gooding Jr. People forget about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, but in Contagion, you actually have the great Brian Cranston. Ooh. In that movie, well, he was only yeah. known for Malcolm in the Middle. This is before well Breaking Bad, and, and and his guest appearances on Seinfeld. Let's not let's not uh, you know skip skip that. I'm a big Seinfeld guy. Yeah, good point. Forgot good yeah. point on this one. Well, Dan, listen, I I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This is not how we expected to start the podcast series in the middle of global pandemic, uh, with you uh, sequestered with two kids running around and me as well. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, hopefully this gives the listeners a little bit of a, of a taste for um, in the podcast and what we're about to do moving forward. So, Dan, thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Ben. Thanks so much.